Welcome to Brand and New, brought to you by the International Trademark Association. INTA is a global association representing more than 30,000 brand owners and professionals dedicated to supporting trademarks and related intellectual property to foster consumer trust, economic growth, and innovation. In this podcast series, every two weeks, host Audrey Dove shares with you a new topic related to innovation and its impact for the legal world, with a special focus on intellectual property. Today, my guests are Karen Clements and Diane Ridon, two executive coaches contributing to the executive's education program at Harvard Business School. With solid experience as human resources leader in U.S. companies, particularly in the tech sector, Karen has coached attorneys, both internal and external, in all disciplines and also works at MIT. Diane, thanks to her extensive experience in consulting firms, both in Europe and in the U.S., gives a different approach about the patterns in organizations that are always evolving. And their insights provide keys to succeed as individuals and as teams in a legal environment where technologies take a growing space. So what if this brand new podcast was neither focused on law nor on text, but just centered on humans? We will talk about the key strength of lawyers, the skills that would be more and more required to make a difference, emotional intelligence, strategic decision-making, or critical thinking. From your experience in coaching lawyers, you make a clear distinction between in-house and external counsel that leads to different skills and qualities to develop. Could you explain why, Diane? Well, when we were discussing with Karen, we actually reached very quickly an agreement on the fact there's two types of lawyers that we have been working with, mm -hmm. the external legal counsel and the in-house legal counsel. Yeah. When you're in-house, that actually requires a different leadership skill set. And the KPI are very different as well. When you're external, it's like consulting. It's about selling hours, be expert. Whereas when you're in-house, in it's not about billing your hours. It's about influencing. It's about convincing. It's about understanding the business so that you provide the right level of guidance. Mm. And when you think about it, in-house lawyers work with a team that they have to lead. Uh, it's not like potentially when you're an external uh, legal counsel, you work on a project mode. So you have team, obviously, but they are more fluid. They're usually composed according to the client need and the topic that uh, they need to step in. So all this creates a different requirement in terms of skills and qualities. When we were thinking about qualities, the image of a lawyer is it's about hard work, it's about endurance, it's about risk aversion a little bit, and it made us think about adult development theory. Can you elaborate on this? Yes. The adult development theory is a study that has been done that talks about adult brain development and how their perspectives continue to change throughout life, all of ours do, as we progress. What is your take on this, Karen? In some of my experience, this is something that's been sort of loud and clear with the folks that I've coached. The expert stage is the stage that most businesses really value. It is often associated with individual contributors. It is about knowing the details, knowing the specifics, being right, avoiding risk, having certainty, 
really feeling like your perspective is the right perspective and making sure you're doing all the due diligence to ensure that you um, have all the information that you need. What's the next stage? So as folks progress through their career, the next stage is the strategic leader, which is understanding and embracing nuance. It's seeing the shades of gray, living in the shades of gray, having kind of this curious, open inquiry to understand and embrace others' ideas. So this expert mindset, which is often valued for attorneys, which is being right, um, and also thinking of debate almost as sport. It seems to be almost this defining character that I see in a lot of attorneys. Is they love the idea of debate and getting to the best idea, the, the rightest idea in their mindset. That, as an individual contributor, is one thing. But as you're working as a leader, it is about helping the whole team be effective and embracing and encouraging and empowering others on the team to help them develop and grow, but also to influence others. So this binary right and wrong mindset that's often associated with that expert mindset doesn't translate well to leadership and influence. How do you perceive the evolution of this mindset over time, given the evolution of the legal and tech environment? We do not believe people are fixed. We absolutely believe in the evolution. And what has really unlocked some of my work with um, people in this space is the recognition that attorneys often wear two hats. One is this prosecutor hat, I'm going to call it, where you're trying to win your argument. But almost every attorney has client relationships as well. And it's in this client relationship that they exercise the other side, this strategic mindset, because that's where the emotional intelligence comes out. When you're working with a client, you're truly trying to understand what matters to them, what does success look like for them, what are the barriers, what are the outcomes they're trying to achieve. And to do that, you have to have empathy. You have to use inquiry in a truly open way with curious open questions and you need to adjust your style to meet the client where they are to be able to influence them and connect with them of course they have a hat that is a legal hat but they have something else they're actually their real partners of the rest of the leadership team yeah And tapping into that client relationship hat is where that strategic connection can happen And what about the influence of text, Karen? So technology would play more of a role in that binary right and wrong world. So that's the world where artificial intelligence or technology can come in. And the emotional intelligence client relationship space is where the innovation and interpersonal connection happens. And that's where I feel there's an opportunity to really dive deeper into that space, and I think that's the key differentiator for people to start focusing on. Do you agree, Diane? Yeah, I do. I think if the identity of lawyers, to make it very simple, was to be the expert of the law, 
it has to change because they they will need to bring something else on the table than what artificial intelligence can bring on the table. And when you look at general counsel, you have an executive team. They have much more than what they know about the law. Uh, they need to have a great knowledge of the business as well. How do you get it? Well, you get it because you are going beyond your area of expertise. You take risks to ask questions to your peers. You know what you don't know, and it's a very powerful leadership skills just to know what you don't know. Uh, you try to meet the people where they're coming from. So when you are a good lawyer, I believe you can speak about the law in simple terms. And there's not many lawyers that can do that, actually. When I see good general counsel, they, they have a very deep understanding of the business. They have a good financial acumen as well. They can read corporate uh, statement. They can understand what's going on. They can actually fuel the debate of an executive team about topics that are not just low. It's about marketing. It's about making choice. They are just not on the side watching the game happening. So this requires different skills than being a good legal or IP expert. I think some of the, the, the lawyers have taken that shift already. They, they have learned to adapt themselves more to make connection on topics that are just not legal. They have learned to influence the business. Do you have an illustration of such influence, Diane? Well, I was debriefing a 360 of a lawyer yesterday. The 360 have already defined question, and one is, is about gauging your ability to seek and promote creative solutions for the business. And one of the comments of the lawyer is, we are a law firm. I am not sure that business problems accurately describe our focus. This person is obviously in the expert mode that Karen just described. He or she has defined her identity as a professional just on legal term. And when AI will be really bringing the value it's expected, this kind of behavior, this kind of statement will be very limiting for this person. You talked about the expert mindset. So to clarify, it's how you perceive the world and your role in the world being reactive and responsive. The question now is how to move to a strategic mindset with a longer horizon, looking at the big picture. Both mindsets are of multiple components, right? Yes. The um, visual is thinking of it as a Russian doll, you know, the nesting Russian dolls. The expert is more of an inner doll, and then you're adding layers on top of it. So you may have to rely on that expert mindset from time to time situationally, but then adding other ways of thinking and perceiving the world on top of that. Uh, having been an HR leader, I worked very closely with a lot of in-house attorneys, and we became the sort of keepers of the culture. And so one of the roles that I think attorneys can play that really adds value, a lot of companies talk about what are their core values, what are the ethics, who do they want to be? And so helping to be the voice of reason when it comes to integrity, ethics, and core values to maintain an internal corporate culture and how you make decisions, is it in keeping with who we want to be as an organization, I think can be really important. Could you share an example in the IP world, Karen? Yes. I had um, an attorney that I worked with in-house. She worked at a very well-known um, company that does wireless speakers. 
And so she worked on a lot of patents for the company and partnerships for the company with different music services and just kind of this technology sharing. And a role that she played was really to think about who do we want to be? How open do we want to be? Where is that line between um, protecting what's ours, but also being a community member in the music world? It definitely goes beyond the IP or any legal expertise. So how to explain these other skills? It's actually very linked to the question that you, you asked, Audrey. It's uh, this uh, emotional intelligence. Uh, so it's a buzzword, emotional intelligence. It's Daniel Goleman, actually, that really defined it. But to make it simple, if you, if you think about a computer, you have the hardware and you have the software. And if we put this into the legal world, you have all the knowledge, all the legal knowledge, which, which will compare it to the hardware. That's really the, you know, the hard stuff. And you have this layer of interaction, the software, how you interact with the user, with the people. And that's where emotional intelligence come at play. First of all, it's self-awareness. And we really need to go deep on this one because with the client I had, the legal client I had, the self-awareness is extremely limited. But how do you define self-awareness? Well, when I say self-awareness, is the capacity for people to know how they operate, what their trigger, what their bias, what their paradigm, their beliefs, what their individual beliefs, and how that can be different than the other's paradigm. And this capacity to understand where they're coming from, how they operate, and will help them to bridge the gap between how other people operate. And these soft skills is extremely necessary. Is it a question of culture? I have to say there's a cultural layers to it. Some culture, I believe, have developed this self-awareness more in the university curriculum or in high school education than others. My belief is Latin culture and like South Europe culture, France, Spain, Italy are extremely good around uh, philosophy. They're learning a lot of things, but people don't learn a lot about their self-awareness. So self-awareness is a part of the emotional intelligence. There's also all the interpersonal abilities, how you interact with people, how you influence, how you listen, how you understand the implicit, how you understand potentially there's a cultural gap. You also have decision-making, how you drive decision, uh, how do you solve problem, and all the stress management. Those are all the component of emotional intelligence. And if the audience want to go further on that, I really encourage them to read Daniel Goldman's book because that's a fantastic book around emotional intelligence. So what are your learning from the lawyers you have coached and what should be kept in mind from this? I think some of the lawyers I've coached are a bit challenged by their peers on the fact that they don't want to take risks. They're really on a defense mode. And that type of work is it's really individual. It's about going deep in the beliefs, how the beliefs will drive the behaviors and the way of thinking. It might be about accepting to be wrong sometimes. And what about millennials? For some of the lawyers, especially the millennials that are coming on the market and the Gen Y that wants something more for themselves. So it's a classic coaching time where they're in the, this transition phase where they want something more. They want something more meaningful. They want something that challenges more their beliefs or what they do. Do you have suggestions for millennials? 
I think one of the suggestions I have for younger lawyers is, of course, get some self-awareness, be in charge of their own self-development, of their own uh, motivation. They need to fuel their motivation early on. Otherwise, they're going to think, I don't want to do this job anymore. I am done with it. Karen, what's your perspective? What I would say is to shift towards the idea of growth as the gaining of new perspectives and the gaining of new ways of interacting and thinking. And so that, I think, may be a new approach. And so one of the things that we call it in coaching, you have horizontal growth, which is you're standing where you are and you're adding new skills, you know, hard skills and knowledge mm -hmm. in terms of where you're standing. With coaching, it's vertical growth where you're stepping up, almost think of it as standing on the ground and then standing on top of a mountain. When you're standing on top of the mountain, you can see things very differently than you can when you're standing on the ground. So this vertical development is a shift in perspective and how everything connects. It's more of a systems thinking mindset. And so I would say shifting focus from horizontal growth to adding some vertical growth could be useful. This shift is something that will be required to make a difference with artificial intelligence mm -hmm. uh, because just knowing will be enough. So one of the tips I would have for any lawyers is make sure you meet people that are very different of your microcosm, of the people that you are used to hang out, and put yourself in a situation where you question them to learn about what they are doing, to be candid, to leave this comfortable space that is the I know space, to become the candid person asking all the questions that you wanted to know about what they're doing. The other thing is I would suggest to observe what brings them energy in their job so that they have a better understanding how their motivation works so that they can manage it, manage it during the entire duration of their career. Also understanding what are the assumptions they are making sometimes on people or on fact. And all these awareness will build a very good self-awareness that will fuel their emotional intelligence. So it's more about observing and trying to understand what is their paradigm and how different this paradigm could be uh, compared to others. And how to work on this self-awareness? I believe that um, test, Hogan test, for instance, these behavioral, behavioral yeah. assessments, yeah. Uh, are excellent tool to increase their own self-awareness. And in addition to these tests, do you have sources, publications that you find inspiring? Well, one that we mentioned earlier is that the Daniel emotional Goldman. intelligence of Daniel Goldman. I yes. think that's a very good one. Just to understand the concept of it. One that I like for everyone that wants to work on team and collaboration is the five dysfunction of a team of Lencioni. Lencioni. And what I like about it, it's, a, it's an easy book to read. It's like a fable. Uh, it's like a novel. So it's fun to read and it really uh, stressed the five classic traps of any teamwork which I think is an important factor for lawyers. And I have one that I've used with, I think, almost every lawyer that I've coached, to be honest. Um, and the book is called Change Your Questions, Change Your Life. The author is Marilee Adams. And it is also a fable. 
And it's super effective because it is helping folks move from the judger mindset to the learner mindset. And I would say that's the biggest shift between being an expert and being a strategic leader. The expert is in that judger mindset of wanting to be right and looking at things with a more binary view. And the learner mindset is this open, curious, possibilities-focused mindset. So one last tip. Could you please tell us more about metaposition, the small step you would recommend to our listeners to include in their professional routine? Yes. One of the most important things that people get out of coaching is the ability to observe themselves in the moment. You're actually splitting your brain in two. You have yourself as an actor in the moment. You're actually in the room acting. And then you have another part of your brain, which is split off and observing you in the moment. And that ability to observe takes you off of autopilot mode where you're just responding to a stimulus and it allows you to take a pause and think about how you want to respond rather than doing it out of your habit. And it's an amazing skill to be able to be in this meta position Yes. when you negotiate as a lawyer because you can be focused on the content but also on what's going on in the other party, mm -hmm. the emotion that's happening, what's behind. And that helps sometimes to make sure that you are targeting the right topic. Thank you, Diane. Thank you, Karen. My guests today were the executive coaches Diane Ridon and Karen Clements. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tune in every two weeks on Tuesday for future episodes of Brand and New, a podcast from the International Trademark Association. If you liked this episode and think someone else would too, please share it. And to learn more about INTA, please visit INTA.org.